enjoyed the last episode of Geek Force, we want you to check it out so Kat can talk about all about that lovely, sexy vampire and interview with the vampire at AMC. We'll see what Kat's talking about today. Now, on Geek Force. Hello, and welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. Yes, I am the host, Kat, but also with me today. <laughs> <laughs> Marlon, Ray, and Amy, because we're all together. How's everyone doing today? <laughs> I'm doing great. Awesome. Good, awesome. Good. As we're getting further into spooky October season, um, there's so much stuff coming out. We're going to talk about a lot of great things. Um, as you know, I am trying to do a whole, like, watching, I guess, spooky horror genre represented with characters mm. black and brown main characters so for this episode this week uh netflix put out a new castlevania show castlevania nocturne um out it's about eight episodes pretty short you can binge in a day uh we're gonna get into it yep. because uh if you have watched any of our past episodes we are a big fan we are big fans of castlevania i feel like that was the show that really fix the video game adaptation to media uh, storyline. Because it's like, once that came out, everything everything after just did it right. So to see, like, this is like a second volume, if you want to say, second part of the collection, because we're doing it by games. Uh, yeah, we're going to get into it. I see a hand. I, I have a quick question. Uh, when Last of Us yes. dropped, there was a lot of talk about that being the thing that fixed the whole... Um, things being games being turned into film or TV. How come that wasn't mentioned as like a as like something that kind of you know made I think the video Kevlin game is an animated show. Yeah, I think because it's animated mm. and they're not going to put that in the same like a lot of other shows like Twisted Metal and stuff. A lot more are going to be live action, and I'm like, as a whole, it to me it was Castlevania because I was like, oh, this is a video game that did it right, and did then you start to see more possibly. Huh? Did y'all see Anthony Mackie and Interest in Metal? Oh, still, that's so that's fun. I heard, Did you like it? It's, this month. it's like Zombie Land. It's just it's so yeah, fun. I heard it's. I heard it's, Anthony Mackie is a gem in it. He gets yeah. to be Anthony Mackie. Like he gets to be the yeah. Anthony Mackie that's in the interviews <laughs> making fun of Tom Holland for being short and being a baby. It's just him. <laughs> it's just him having fun oh, in his damn. car. Talk about I get two ply toilet paper. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's on my list to watch later this month. Um, so I'm so glad you mentioned that. But yeah, Castlevania Nocturne. Uh, this this uh, version or this collection of Castlevania. 400 is, years well, later. Yeah, about th- three, 400 years later after the first part of Castlevania. This is mostly covering the, what was the game? The Rondo Blood game, which I did not play. Uh, as a oh, child. I never played any this of the Castlevania was, games. I'm just... Okay, so <laughs> I didn't play this at all. I did not know what I was getting into. I saw characters. I just know there's always a Belmont. Um, in this story, uh, it takes place mostly during the French Revolution in France. We still have our Belmont, which is Richter. Young guy, you probably like right 18. And then we also have Annette, who is uh, this black girl who's like a witch. We also have Maria, who is like Belmont's Sister, but not a sister, because they grew up together. And then we also have her mom, Tara. Um, and then lastly, we have uh, Edmond, who is an opera singer. And we'll get 
to him later. Edward. Uh, Edward. Edward. I kept calling him Edmond. I was like, whatever. Um, as far as the villains, as you know, first part mm. of Castlevania was usually Dracula. This one is a crazy chick named, was it? Es- I mean, I was. All the villains are POCs this time around. Just, they, they decided to well, throw yes, a whole lot of chocolate in this season. There's a lot of chocolate. <laughs> like, we have the big baddie who's basically the vampire messiah, uh, Ezra Bet Bathory, which, as you know from Vampire Lord, that is coming from Elizabeth Bathory, that, that chick from history. Um, and then she has her top commander, uh, Drolta, who is one of the coolest um, villainesses I've ever seen in an anime. And then I want to categorize him as an anti-villain, but we'll see. But that man is straight up a villain. And that is the first indigenous uh, vampire character I've seen like animated. So to me, he was very fascinating. Um, He's a Mayan who survived. Yeah, but like, have you seen any of that in anything? Like, it like we'll talk about more his 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 the way he thinks and the way he moves it makes sense um but yeah this this show a lot of stuff went down um marlon yeah. where where do you want to start here character yeah, no. <laughs> um i i honestly want that is great in its own i do want to start with i think the inclusion aspect of culture in this yes. season of Castlevania. Like, mm-hmm. I think we saw a little bit of that in the previous one. We saw a lot of Irish vampires, Chinese vampires. We kind of saw little bits and pieces of it. And we never really got, like, the full cultural background of it. But with our first kind of, like, dive into seeing all rocks, you get this vampire who's very much aligned with Dracula. That's pretty much like, hey, like, I had a love. And... You know, I had my people get pretty much eradicated by white people, and I watched it happen. And so I, too, have a chip on my shoulder against humanity because of the atrocities I saw. So you kind of continue having that kind of, like, Dracula vibe, like, great, he's kind of right. Like, I can kind of see why he's mad. That's fair. People kind of suck. It's very much like, you know what? Maybe people did deserve to die because they did kind of get on his bad side. I mean, it sucks that he's doing it to people I like, but, like, I can't fault the guy for where he's at. I mean, you know? again, fuck around and find out. This still applies <laughs> for humans and vampires. <laughs> and then more importantly, we also, like, on top of that, we also get a really good introduction into slavery and vampirism. A where lot. it's like, let's tackle this and let's do it in a multitude of ways. Because we know that vampires as a whole enjoy. Uh, chattel slavery uh, it really benefits them in multiple ways one financially and two they get to eat so you get a chance to kind of see this layered effect of like slavery is going on it's evil and then on top of that already evil thing are vampires who are like oh we love this slavery is going like we are we are all in on slavery like humans Good job. We're, we're, we're going to join in and be a part of slavery. It's like, we're doubling yes. down on how evil this is. Uh, and you, and you kind of get a chance to see that, to see how it affects the global landscape of things. And then beautifully, you get a chance to also dive into um, Creole and, and Haitian culture attached to it as well. Like, hey, you got a chance to see Cypher's magic in the speakers. Let's talk about magic from the motherland 
where there are these people who are speaking to the god Ogun, who are speaking Creole, who are talking to Papa Legba. Like, you get a chance, like, they really went all into the mysticism of just different branching cultures in a way that just felt so cool to kind of see. Because we all love sci-fi. I mean, Homegirl was fantastic with her powers. Like, she was mm-hmm. absolutely a menace uh, in those first two seasons. I was, I was very much just like, who is going to top her? All her powers are crazy OP. She's out here just throwing lightning and like ice spears and like moving the earth. Who can top her? And in this season, we get Homegirl Annette, who, by the grace of God and glory and Papa Legba, is just able to control so, able to control one key element. And it's just out here doing very much like, Alucard floating her sword around and just like tag team so fighting cool. people. It just, it felt really cool. And I'm excited to see what it looks like for the next season as they dive into more culture. And we said it before, but when you include other people in stories, it's just, it gets so much cooler. Like when you get the chance to see other people's cultural aspects into a grand story like this, it just looks so cool. It adds so much flavor and it just makes everyone feel like there's a whole like landscape of storytelling that is just so versatile to kind of like be a part of. And that's where I want to throw my hat and bring like, yo, that was beautiful to see. And I was always looking forward to like, are we going to get into that character's background and figure out how their culture is being included? It was just, it was just a fun, beautiful ride. And the animation, of course, uh, I just enjoy it. That's what I want to say. What were y'all thinking? Um, About Annette, I wanted to do a fun fact. So there was an interview with Clive, Bradley, who basically created and wrote Castlevania, and Sam Dietz, who directed the show, um, as far as the character Annette, they wanted her to be a revolutionary character, and that's why they chose her setting to be Haiti, where, again, that was a big revolution, especially the big slave revolution that was happening at the same time as the French Revolution. And so he really wanted her to have deep roots of West Africa, but, you know, he's like... I don't want to be the one writing it. So he actually uh, reached out and got two writers, Timmy O and Testament and uh, Zodwa Nioni. And she is from Zimbabwe. And together they were the ones that actually crafted out her magic, the history, Mm. her origin of her magic, her, her links to uh, a goon and everything. Um, and they, that's why her magic is very specific and it means a lot because it comes from all that African folklore. So I was like, oh, that's even cooler. Um, and they awesome. also, another character, uh, Cecile, you know, the lady who's Whoa. teaching Annette uh, magic, they also created that character too because she was the wisdom priestess who gave her the wisdom and culture for her to pursue Whoa. her goals. So I was like, that is a very fun fact included in uh bringing in people who are knowledgeable to have that uh that that culture in the in the show yeah, yeah. honestly and they don't they, they watch it and have some own like your own kind of oh great cat we'll just we'll just keep chatting away there <laughs> um you yeah. know uh, the fighting also the fighting is still yes. good i think that's honestly what always gets me in this thing like you didn't see the end of the last season where Belmont decides to 1v1 the God of Death out of nowhere, which still is, nowhere. The, is the wildest ending to a story I've ever seen. I'm like, I'm going to fight Death now. It's like, wait a minute. where did? <laughs> why was he a part of the story? Right. I, it's just like giant mega scythe out of nowhere, but still edge of my seat. This one, it was really great to kind of see them like, hey, we're going to lean in on how fluid the combat is. We're going to keep 
the whip because the whip is still my favorite weapon they have on the show. Like the I way mean, they just have that that like the full arc of it moving and rotating, and when it hits something, it explodes. Out the sound quality of that explosion, it heads. I was oh, like, it's Damn. just so beautiful, <laughs> right? And even better, I think they decided to. I think they took a note from what worked great with. I think her name was Camilla in the previous season, where she was just really fast and like mm-hmm. lightning speed punching people. We got a chance to see. Um, I believe her name was Doltra. Uh, at mm-hmm. some point, she decides to go to her second or third Frieza form, uh, and yeah. Homegirl <laughs> just becomes, she grows eight-inch platform heels, her hair goes, it goes Pink from being like, hair. like an afro hair to like afro flames, almost I in a way. It. She grows tiefling horns, and it's just out here cutting and slashing and maiming, and it looks so good. And the only thing that I think took me out of any of the cool fighting was one character. One second. We're going to pause and we're going to do a quick sound check. Amy, how are you feeling? <laughs> you mean your, your camera's still moving. But, yeah, you know, it's on your side. Do you want to? You can't hear us at all? Oh. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, uh, Marlon, oh. to just close uh, and reset. We paused. Okay. Okay. Pause. That was a fine place to segue out, Marlon. Oh, yeah, like, it's it's like did you wrap the segment first, or then you you saw it, and <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's fine. That's cool. Yeah, we'll we'll pause right there. Um, give her a voice memo. Hey, E, you can go ahead and just reset, and then we'll just wait for you. Uh-oh. And she's gone. Go. Yeah. Yay! Right. I have so. played a lot of Cyberpunk this week. Ah! Did you like the updates? Uh, you see, yeah, I, no problem so far. Actually, getting okay. to play the game that I wanted to play three years ago. <laughs> finally got to Yay! finally got to shoot a smart weapon around like walls and stuff oh, uh, wow. to, earlier today. Great, great, great time! It's finally working. <laughs> How do you feel about the skill tree update? I yeah. don't remember what the old school skill tree was like. So honestly, this is but it, it looks it works fine. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I'm trying oh, to get yeah. to that game eventually. Yeah, no. <laughs> so many um, games. What am I doing? I'm doing a um <laughs> a melee like hammer build, and I've just been enjoying smashing things. That's fun. Yeah, oh, okay. you can like get. The, no, I just was making sure. A, I understood what you were saying. <laughs> There's yeah. so many RPGs these days. I'm like, which game are you talking about? Yes. Uh, okay, that sounds cool. Yeah. My, my, my goal is to be like a big old ogre looking mech guy and just start smashing cars. <laughs> I think I had like a tech, I think I had like a, a like super tech build in the old playthrough. Mm. So I do want to look at this. I kind of remember the old skill tree. I want mm. to see what that looks like now. Oh, um, it's I usually, so much I go better. Basically, like a like a super hacker tech build. Mm-hmm. But if there's something better, um, they added a lot more cool stuff for the hacker build, which is I think really helpful. 
Because I was like, if it's like Mass Effect, where I can basically be like, oh no, I'm an engineer, but you know, I'm I could do some weapons here, but most of my weapons are like drones and things I throw out to like stun mm-hmm. and stuff. I would be happy doing that. Yeah, that's the, all about. That's the something that I do th- know is new was the stacking mm-hmm. quick hacks on single targets. Mm-hmm. That's that's Ooh. new. Uh, it's fucking great. And it just like runs <laughs> through a queue. You just like put a bunch on one guy and it'll just like run through all these quick hacks and, and until they all run wow. through. Yeah, that part's cool. Oh, that's cool. So there's, there's if stuff. You get contagion, <sighs> oh, if you get contagion, then all the stacks move around. And yeah, the fight scenes, again, always crisp, always great, always a reason to lock in and tune in. The one thing that definitely took me out every now and again was the inclusion of a character named edward now edward was an okay character he was a character that you find out was an opera singer a passe blanc very fair-skinned opera singer and would look like new orleans i could be wrong it looked like he was in new orleans uh and he was like at an opera house but he was also working he was very much giving um in The Witcher, when like the bard also works at like helping to like underground railroad everyone out of certain places, he he was doing that. But it's mm-hmm. a certain point where they like he says, "Oh, I'm an opera singer," and I thought it was gonna just be like throwaway background. We'll talk about it. Maybe there'll be an episode of Flight where you get to see it. They used every moment of this man's screen time to have him do some of the weirdest some of the weirdest overlaid opera music that didn't link up to his lips. It just felt so weird. And it was incredibly high pitched. Now mind you, his yeah. voice wasn't high pitched, but also he's, he's like talking like this and we're going to go stop the vampire. All of a sudden his voice is like, <laughs> and it gets worse. At some point, you know, they're, they're like fighting and, um, Everyone's putting in work, you know. They're fighting. Annette's out here using the power of her ancestors to cut vampires. You know, the Belmonts whipping his whip. Maria and Tara are out here throwing <laughs> magic. And you're thinking to yourself, "All right, Edward's gonna come in. He's gonna help out. He's gonna be. He's gonna. Right, he's gonna right. be great." Homeboy is providing background music the entire fight. Just, it's out here throwing like bard buffs, like seeing like he's in D and D throwing out inspiration points. Oh, just right in the background music. So he's cast. Yeah, someone like, is this man? Like, no, <laughs> he's worse. He's just singing. Spoilers. Spoilers for. This I don't want to spoil too much, but at some point they like homegirl goes to free him, and he's like, nah, 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 nah. You go keep fighting. I'm gonna keep providing background music. And so she leaves to go keep fighting. And he just keeps singing. And he just keeps. He is, yeah. He's singing in Italian. He's singing in Latin the entire. Like that is literally his whole character from episode one to the whole episode eight. Is gets captured talking and sings. He's singing. (laughs) It's to the point where the first time they meet him, which is like around episode two. Um. So Maria. Fun fact about her is uh, she is she's the youngest. She's like fourteen. She's a witch and she can conjure animals from the the other world, so from Ooh. other dimensions. So they're very can I yes. Do that? I mean, you like this character, very <laughs> sci- like very really cool animals coming through portals. Mm. Uh, during a fight, one Joke of her birds get 
Yeah, one of her aunt, uh, birds get killed. So after the fight's <laughs> over, he he is like, "Hey, uh, and this is one of my favorite uh, tweets I saw last week." Was like, "Oh, he was. This is his moment. It was a little. It was a little sad white girl, and her little animal was dead. This was his moment." He was like, "Can I sing for your bird?" And then he just breaks out the sea and the most high pitched random so songs about "Remember Me." Remember me, and I was like, "What is the scene?" And they were just so like, "Thank loud. you." He just so kept loud. doing it, mind you. Again, <laughs> previous to that, they have they, they lead a successful slave revolt, right? Everyone, they, they all the slaves right. are free. They're excited. There is a big campfire. This man could have done any song. Could have done no song, but instead, <laughs> at the end of a successful slave revolt, he decides to sing an opera song. And everyone's like, all right, all right. They song. were tired. They were thinking they were just shit. Like, we just killed a bunch of white people and vampires. <laughs> I'm just... interested. I mean, I'm interested to see what happens in the next half of this. Because if um, they do bring back the night creatures in this, um, mm-hmm. in this new 300, 400 year time skip, the night creatures are back. They do bring back the Forger, which. Mm-hmm. I mean, Forge Master. The Forge Master's back. We remember that. (laughs) Isaac, my number one Isaac, homeboy, brought it last season. Isaac was not to be messed with, but they brought him back. And I'm like, how are they going to do this? Because you can't top Isaac. He was the Forge Master that I loved. He was getting, he was there for all the smoke. He was like, I'm getting everybody back. My revenge is going to be amazing. And it truly was amazing. (laughs) So I was like, that was going to be great. They didn't give us a really interesting forge master. It definitely leaned way more into the church this season. I'm yeah. like, hey, the church, more, you know, priests being bad and doing bad things, part of the course. The glory uh, of God. The glory of God. And so we didn't get a lot of really cool forge masters, but we did get some really interesting um, beasts this time around. Right. And I'm interested and excited for next this next season, um, especially because um, end of this episode, you know, the end of the series, just going down. The world's covered in darkness, and ain't nobody know what to do. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, ex mach like full at, full Deu ex machina style. Uh, as the heroes are standing on this hill, and they're like, "Yo, this is it. I don't know how we're gonna do it." Who decides oh to show up and just remind you? Oh yeah, he of course would still be alive. Alucard pops up. Alucard in his beautiful glory. And you're like, oh, right, he is a vampire. He wouldn't have died. <laughs> and I you're like, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would still be alive. He's a notorious loner, so no one would know where he was. And he'd be like, so, yeah, we. <laughs> and I was so happy to see him because I was like, well, yeah, he should be. Yeah, where has he been? And it, and yeah. it really ends right there. So I was like, oh, okay, you just got to, okay. This, this it is does. Like, you keep watching. I was like, but it ends <laughs> on like father, like son moment of like, of, oh, another Belmont. And it's like, all right, the, the beef is strong. The beef is strong. It's like, oh, you must be another one. The sass about the Belmonts and Dracula, I love it so much. Oh, you're one of them again? Yeah. It's one of you people. It's the greatest bit of racism I've ever seen. Oh, it's one of them. I mean, a That's Belmont true. is a Belmont. That's one thing that changes from the show is they all have the, pretty much the same characteristics, whether whether you know they're more uh, melee or magical. It's 
same attitude, same just first of all, disregard yes. everything. <laughs> I mean, I was hoping he'd punch a vampire. I was like, come on now, just just give me give me the first season, homeboy Belmont punches Dracula for no Trevor. reason. And Dracula's like, Oh, you're you you've got to be a Belmont. You're trying to punch it with your hands. This is absolutely something you something your people would do. Just get out of here. Uppercut. But no, um, that's happening. We're excited for it. Um, I'm excited to see what they're going to do moving forward. I do think that there was probably one of the most fillerest episodes I've ever seen in my life. Um, it Which involved our good buddy, Ian Glenn from Game of Thrones, a.k.a. Jorah oh, yeah. Mormont, who's playing like juiced Belmont, some like washed up old Belmont, because at some point Richter can't use magic because of trauma. Trauma. And you're thinking, okay, he's going to go through some really introspective moment and instead he just gets like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, he gets a full shirt moment of like oh no everyone's dying my trauma's over I gotta show up for everybody <laughs> <laughs> I was like what in the anime and at some point someone's like you get your badge back yeah I did it was like oh that felt unearned <laughs> just, but to be fair that was one of the one, one that was one of the most like best animated scenes because the music that's played is directly from the game and it's shot like 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 a, a true Japanese shonen anime because everything's super fluid. He just like his ancestor, you know, he which came from Trevor and Sofa. He he has uh Trevor's like the way he moves, but then he has Sofa's magic. So he's like OP in his magic and he does it's just amazing. You definitely have to watch that scene. I was like, oh, this is like the best fight scene. It was just it was him doing it over 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 water. It was really cool. And like yeah. his grandfather just watching him like That's what made it feel unearned because the grandfather was also like, Yeah, I lost my powers too because I also was sad. And then right. he's like, I'm sad too. And then he was like, right. I have my powers back. And the guy and then grandpa's like, Well, still don't have my powers, but Good job, you got your powers back. Oh, yeah, and then Richter's like, it must be because I'm younger. That's it. We'll say it's because I'm younger. He's like, yeah, it's because you're That's younger. That's dialogue. Like, like, what kind of comedy is this? This is sad. It very much was <laughs> like, listen, we got two episodes left of this. We weren't going to have him go on an introspective journey. Like, we're not going to pull a, a Cora and have her go off and find somebody and go on an introspective journey. It was going to be this close, though. It was, it was that close. close to that. Because, mind you, it felt really cool because at some point in a fight he sees his trauma like face to face and mm-hmm. he does something that was so funny but also very like traumatic he just straight up runs away in the middle like, of a fight like he looks at his trauma dead in the face drops the whip and just takes off i shit you not he gets so scared he's like everybody oh, was mad absolutely <laughs> not and he just takes <laughs> off running just a full sprint just like tears in his eyes sweating he's like yeah. no, no 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 and he's gone everyone's like did he just run away yeah <laughs> he's just gone even and i was like, watching he ran away <laughs> from a fight he left everyone behind as they're still fighting vampires he just didn't care and just abandoned the mid-fight and I'm thinking, okay, we're going to have a full moment. He's going to have to apologize. He's going to have to go on an introspective journey. And it's going to be like, this is going to be the season. And the next season, we like wrap up this like main story. No, that doesn't happen at all. He gets everything <laughs> back. Everyone instantly forgives him. Like, yeah, things are scary sometimes. I forgive you. <laughs> oh, we could have died because you left. Like, I was just like... <laughs> 
It no. could have been a it could have been a TPK. It could have been a total party kill. Like no one could have survived that. And he's like, my bad, y'all. But hey, I got my magic back. They're like, I okay, got my magic cool. back, and everybody's like, Good okay, job. cool, yeah. And I'm like, this no, we forget no. you. Um, I'm glad we're getting into this because now I kind of want to like not nitpick, but talk about uh, compared to what we had before with the other Castlevania. What are your thoughts of what didn't work and why? Knowing that today or this weekend, we heard like they were being renewed for a second season, which I was hope- like, that was definitely obvious because Netflix, that's how they, this is another series that makes our money off the series. Um, but at least for me, you know, coming in, the first one worked because there was um, like an ambiguity with the game where there wasn't a narrative. So they had the, they had the space to craft those characters and write a storyline that fit the timeline that fit everyone and everything. This one had a bit more narrative from their game. So they changed a lot of things. So some people were like, wait, you're changing it. Okay. That's one thing. But then it was like, but some things don't make sense. Like, like how, you know, the, the bad people knew where people live, but they never attacked them. Like that was one thing that was a a plot hole in my head. I was like, but they knew where, okay. They had their home address the whole time. Right. And then like, this story of um I, i'm guessing like again this is uh we have to see we have to bond type thing so we're figuring out people's backstories we're figuring out their stuff it's just a lot of things that i was just like okay and like how you mentioned of like we are forgiving him because he's a belmont if it wouldn't work if we were still mad at him. i was like but y'all wouldn't okay whatever um for me <clears throat> it was just it was interesting to see how like for me, Annette was created because I don't know. I love Annette. I love that character. My thing was just her origin story a bit. It again, we talk about slavery, but the one thing I didn't like was any conversation around Annette, whether it's her telling it or people around her telling it. It was just so slavery based, and I get that they wanted to come from she was like a phoenix that rose from the ashes, and there's literally a line that says, you know. Uh, being a slave is not your superpower. It's the source of your fury. And I was like, why is this even said in the show? Like, what? Why? What? Why is that a thing? So that made me be like, why couldn't Annette just be straight from West Africa and she came over, stop a revolution, and then going on her to Europe? Why was it so focused of uh, her literally having moments with her mom and her and uh, and the slave master and how? all that went down and her growing up as a slave. And then that, that is the cause of her strength. Like that was the thing where I was just like, I don't care who wrote that. I was just like, whatever. But they wanted another character to have such a strong backstory compared to Belmont, who he had a backstory, but he's a Belmont. So you didn't have to go too much into detail. Um, but I, I think that I like in that group, because I was like, a net story. Eh, okay, whatever. When we get to Tara's story, which is, she's like basically like a, a second mom to Belmont, her backstory was really cool. And that added more to the plot of what is going on. Like we are dealing with stuff she saw beforehand and it kind of comes full circle by the end of the series, which to me was like, oh my gosh, this is, this was foreshadowing. I like that. So my thing was like, why couldn't we have done something like that with Annette? Um, and then why did we have little, uh, Ed, Ed, Edmond or whatever as the as the Drake of the group um, 
I, I was just really curious on that part, but I don't know if that's how you were feeling. But that's how I was feeling when I was like, why, why we got to do her? Why do we have to make her so powerful through uh, trauma, I guess? Yeah, no, I think what her story and the main bad guy's story, I think, operate in this very interesting parallel. Um, this season, they're really focusing on the vampires, not in the previous season, they all followed Dracula because he was the oldest, the strongest, and the wisest. So it's following out of protection. Like, hey, this guy is the vampire. If we are mm-hmm. next to him, his protection is going to encapsulate us as well. And this season, there's a focus more so on cultism. You know, the vampires are now all collectively involved in the singular cult of the Night Queen, Ezra Bat, who's this vampire from Egypt, who, you know, also has ties to another culture of vampires. And so there's this, this, like, tying into, like, great, we're willing to brand ourselves very similarly to how masters brand slaves, because Mm -hmm. we know if we carry her brand, there exists this protection. So our faith in this um, in this cult revolves around willingly giving up our autonomy, our bodily autonomy, for protection, and in doing so, we can uplift the queen, and we can have eternal night, and we'll never have to worry about being toppled ever again like the vampires of old. And then juxtapose that to uh, Annette, who is like, I took you know. My mother and them were all branded whenever they would try to run away. They get, a, they get a singular brand every other time to remind us that, you know, we were powerless and we were kind of pushed underground. Annette ended up taking that brand as a moniker of like, I'm always going to remind myself where my strength comes from, where my people come from, as a way to never allow us to ever again be put underneath that, uh, that regime, that power force ever again. So you kind of have this like back and forth where, you know, her story is kind of batting up against their story in a way, especially because a lot of these vampires are very much like prideful yet they carry a brand on their forehead from some other vampires like, great, I'm going to kill you unless you give over yourself to me. And to remind you of your place, I'm going to brand you on your face. And that's going to keep you in your place the entire time. And so she's like fighting like multiple points. We also in the background, you have this whole like, French Revolution, where the wealthy um, are mentioned as actually knowing that vampires exist and don't do anything about it. And the vampires have this relationship where they don't hunt or kill the rich people. Because like, oh, we can't do that because the rich people keep us in power. So we're only going to hunt and kill the poor people. And so you have this whole dynamic of like us versus them power versus the unpowered and this is it's this very interesting kind of like back and forth that they're going on with and mm-hmm. that definitely comes to a head with characters like Orlocks and like Annette because Orlocks is like I'm a vampire yeah. but I come from a group of people in Mexico the like the Mayans who were wiped out by white people I saw it firsthand and I don't actually align with this branding culture in Europe but I also mm-hmm. know that I'm kind of forced to so he kind of plays the back foot of like this is wrong i don't want to be involved in it but also i gotta make sure that i'm safe at the same time by not having direct involvement so i'm very excited for this upcoming season to see if they can fully flesh out those ideas 
You know, yeah. how are they going to tie it all together? How are they going to do more of it? Because I think with the net story, like you were saying, Ken, at some point they do mention that, you know, your past connection to your fury, but her mother also says to her, you're unable to see the fullness of your power and the fullness of your ancestors because your shuri is blinding you to the scope of your power. Whenever she goes to the spirit yeah, realm, she she's only able to see her mother. And there are like, I think there are like 12 other rings that are past her mother and they show like other ghosts, but she can't see their faces because mm-hmm. her attachment to the president, to her anger only allow her to see one person. That's her mother. And she can't tap into her ancestors as far back as they go to have that full connection. So I know, but I'm like, can you blame her though? <laughs> um, another thing is, uh, I think for me, why I felt like it was an, in- an easier introduction in watching the first show was everyone's adults. So as far as like the humor and the way they were able to navigate in the world, super easy. It made writing plot points easier since everyone is like teenager, young adult in this group. It like it's like they have to carry way more stuff because not only are they dealing with the stuff that's going on, but they're also young. So like Annette and her struggle, it's like she's probably like eighteen, and for her to kind of like get through like all that, I'm like I don't blame her. She's she literally escaped when she was sixteen. So it's like I get it, but like at the same time, like I I, I feel like if it was just tweaked a better a little bit better, I would be like. Things would be more aligned, I guess, in my in my opinion. Um, mm. Like with Belmont, it's like, yeah, he's been traumatized for ten years, but like then he was just OP, you know. And I'm just like, I feel like Annette should be. I don't know. Um, and then you see like Maria, she basically, you know, she is definitely the the revolutionary girl, very outspoken, very always roasting uh, Richter because they have a brother sister relationship. Uh, and her, her power arc, also isn't fully realized either. Exactly. And I'm, I'm hoping to see more of that next season, especially in how this ended and how it, it affects her. So I was like, oh, this is like the Harry Potter effect. It's like, oh, all our trio is getting trauma. Now it's her turn. Uh, what are we going to see from there? And then knowing that Alucard is in the mix, like, you know, um, and since the story on paper, like from the video game, like, all these characters were just very two-dimensional. No one really had any backstory. You know, Richter was just, you know, the character that was going on slashing and punching. But then he had to rescue all the damsels in distress in the game, which are, like, Annette and Maria and stuff. And Maria's a second-player character that's pretty good. But, again, no backstory. So I do like that, especially for the female characters. They gave so much more love and care and fleshing out these very strong women characters because the game, you know, this was during the early 90s, so it wasn't like, oh, we gotta give them character, you know? They were just people that you had to save to reach a goal. In this story, it's the women that have saved Richter so many times in this show that I like to see. And to see it moving past this, I'm very curious, um, knowing that... uh, the bad team, I like to say the, the, the team evil team, they are doing the most right now. And I think this is very interesting to set up such a strong high state situation in the first part. Cause I'm like, well, how are we going to move forward past here? Like this chick, this, this battery lady is like, she is, 
she has like crazy powers. Like, I, I mean, Dracula was powerful because of the days of old, but this one, she like remixed it. And I was like, I mean, how are they going to stop her? They, when you check this show out and they try to fight her, I was just like, this is like when you are in a video game and like, hey, you're starting off, you're like level five. And you accidentally walked in a room with a boss who's like level 50. It's like, it ain't going to happen. So how are we going to get there? You know? And I think for me, that's where my excitement lies of like, yeah, let's get better with our powers and our uh, synergy as a group. But like, what's the plan, you know? And since we're kind of going off the books of the original script, who's going to be involved? Who's not going to be involved? I guess. Okay. Not to see when they come out with next season. Yeah, but yeah, check it out. It's on Netflix right now. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of great shows with uh, long uh, destinies, we're going to go back to space with Star Wars. I heard that Ahsoka just uh, ended on Disney+. Plus. We're going to hand it off to Ray and Eni to tell us more. Um, it did. Uh, the first season, it did. Uh, yeah, a little bit uh, this past week, something like that. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This past Tuesday. Uh, Damn. And where do I want to start with that? Um, the uh, we talked about the first couple episodes, and I feel like we mentioned it maybe a week or two ago. Just like you know, watching a little bit more of it, but I don't think we we didn't have a whole full on talk about Ahsoka since no, since the first couple episodes, not. right? Since like the beginning that yeah. you were in, like creating yeah, introduction, yeah. 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 Um, so um, now that we're here, um, this show uh, is a definitely Rebel season five. Uh, I, I think we said that a little bit ago, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. it's certainly Rebel season five. Uh, mm-hmm. There is there is no plot in this show without uh, the without Rebels uh, entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think. Uh, and hearing people talk about this show in general, that part has been kind of polarizing. Um, if you are not, uh, if you're not a Star Wars fan, to be able to just kind of jump into anything, uh, like you know, you're a little selective. It's not Mandalorian where like it's more open, and you might you just as long as Grogu's there doing something silly, you're down for the cause. Like um, it is. Um, it is. It is. It has. It has homework uh, more than a lot of other shows do. <laughs> um, the other thing that I was gonna say is that uh, the um, the the pacing never really got better. I think that was something we talked about in the first uh, first three episodes. Or just like there's just moments in those first three episodes where you're just watching Sabine turn basically a Rubik's cube for like Sabine. five minutes. <laughs> and, yeah, we'll get to that one. Or you know, so like little things like that that are just like slow well, she's still and worse. Uh, and like the pacing just never gets any better. Um, yes, uh, Sabine's definitely the weak link in the cast. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. I think they did a fine job with everybody else. Like I really, I liked Hera yeah. uh, through and through. I actually think she, she, outside of like uh, Rosario Dawson, kills it the whole time. Like uh, oh. that's 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 yes. the facts. Uh, uh, Hera does a good job of 
keeping Hera's energy uh, as much as they probably should have done a little bit more with her. Um, uh, so much, but you know, so much more could have been done yeah, with Hera. Much, yeah, there's a lot more that should have been done with Hera. That's so actually much. the biggest problem there. Uh, Sabine Lame. does uh, just. Uh, I mean, you probably have the most to say about Sabine, but <laughs> the, she does feel like a different character like she just kind of i need to go back and watch a little bit more of rebels yeah just to like refresh my memory but you yeah. are coming off of it fresh so yeah. like you definitely notice more <laughs> so of this. Feelings please about her. elaborate no so sabine is a very like in, at least in the show the first show she's very creative she's seems more sensible at times than this version i feel um, there are a few moments where she just does things that are pretty like big, pretty drastic, or things happen to her. And I don't know. I expected more of a reaction emotionally from her. Didn't happen. I was like waiting for it. I was like, you this person, by all accounts, this, this person is dead. This person is <laughs> dead. <laughs> and you think this person is dead. And what you do next is the stupidest choice. <laughs> this moment i'm like this girl is dumb um i did not like any of her choices i thought her character was weak and frustrating and there's there's some po- there's Ooh. like that wasn't the only point in that show that i felt there, like there were more there, there were, were so many more but that's the one that stood out the decisions most decisions made that felt very plot driven decisions like mm. they didn't yeah. really fit what was happening um the uh, the countdown timer in the last uh, three episodes of the show. Uh, the big man was, you know, he kept he kept talking about how there's this timer. We're gonna get out of here and just dip as soon as we're done with this thing. And beginning of the final episode, they literally say, "All right, we're here. We can dip." They don't dip. Like they, they, the entire oh, episode happens. Like I, and I, I, it's a very like it's one of those cardinal anime sins. Of just like you, you just watching it. Like okay, but why didn't you do the thing that you said you were gonna do? Because now you're, you know, clearly just trying to hold on for the plot. Like, because um, we need to get a character onto this thing before the thing happens. So like, um, mm-hmm. and, and that was the only reason it didn't happen at the end of the day. Like, was because they needed they, they needed a, one more thing to happen for the plot to change, which and, and just frustrates me. Because if that's the case, like you could have written the story in a different way to make it make more sense on how they like the timer could have been closer. They could have, they could have got there a little sooner. And then they, the last bit of cargo mm-hmm. they're putting on the ship could have been at the same time as they're getting on there or something. And then they do just dip. Like there, there were ways of doing that differently. There had to have been. Um, so don't know what to say about that. Um, I feel like there was probably stuff with, Balin's scroll that Jess will never see. Um, oh, uh, unless they recast. So unless good. they recast. I, uh, I, I hope Ray. they do because that Ray makes Stevenson, the most sense. Man. I can't yeah. just end that story that way. It's like, yes. okay, I'm looking at a yeah. thing. She was What's so happening after I look at this at giant menace, thing? Yeah. God damn it. Uh, mm. The menacing stare, the piercing eyes, just the, right. like the, his presence on camera. Oh, mm-hmm. he was. I, damn, he yeah, was so good. I didn't mind him. Um, I I liked a lot of what what it was going on with him and the other uh, his apprentice, but like it just felt like, especially in those last episodes, it just felt like there was stuff probably missing, and maybe they just edited it in that way because they're 
not gonna i hope they're gonna recast that's a problem i have to say disney if you ever hear this please start recasting people like it's like just it's not gonna hit the backlash that you think it's gonna get um they they should they should just recast luke skywalker uh as we've talked about in the past they (laughs) they should just cast someone as a younger princess uh leia um they should just recast this guy, uh, Balin Skull. I, I like. Mm-hmm. There's, they, they, I don't know why they are so afraid of it. Um, it just, it's weird when, like, they easily could have. When I, I'm, I'm gonna be the one to say it. Th- this uh, Thrawn, the first look at oh. Thrawn threw me off mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. i mean like he was scary because they, he brought the right energy because the voice was right but yeah. looking right. at him just felt a little weird and <clears throat> but i let it go Ooh. that's the that's the thing the recast is gonna have that initial reaction on people where you're gonna look at a character and be like that's not what that character looked like the last time i saw them and <laughs> but it's gonna it's gonna go fine because uh i do think picking him to still play him to get that same voice and that same energy out of Thrawn was a good decision. Um, did I think Thrawn was a scary? No, because they didn't really, they still didn't really give you a reason to make him scary in this show. So you kind of oh, really? still have to yeah. see rebels to understand nope. why everyone's so afraid of him. Like, um, still, um, <laughs> that's a big thing. Yes. Uh, yep. So, Oh no, the it's blue like man. <laughs> yeah, like I, you're just like, oh, What's blue man. Do? Blue man's waiting around. Blue man's getting these people to do stuff for him. Blue man's getting these <gasps> other people to get these. To, to, like, just like, come on, like, just make him scary for something. Uh, that's probably how this next season is going to start. If I'm being fair, because it looks like they're going mm-hmm. to season two. Definitely going to season okay. two with that ending. Um, <laughs> gotcha. Um, Gotta explain more. So. Right. Ezra was good. Um, space Jesus. <laughs> space Jesus. I Full keep on space Jesus. I mean, that's fine. Resurrection. Uh, At one point, he was like, "I don't need his lightsaber. I have the Force." I'm like, "Okay, Jesus." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I saw that picture. I was like, "Wait, okay, I need to kind of watch this." The chosen one. <laughs> I am Jesus the chosen vibes. one. Uh, mm-hmm. To the core. His, his blue contacts were a little uh a much a, a little much. But. <laughs> There's a Disney joke about that. Like, oh you must have got too too much spice. I was like, I the contact budget for a lot of these characters was like, oh that does not look good on your eyes. Yeah. Like not. as much as I love Mary Elizabeth, I was like, those blue teal contacts are kind of yeah, rough looking at look, look you two had Party on. City. So uh yeah, there's there's that. Um I saw some people being really upset that Zeb didn't get in here, and I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree that too. Should have um, been there. Zeb should have okay. been in these episodes. As, well, as mm-hmm. hardcore rebels as this mm-hmm. first eight mm-hmm. episodes were, Zeb should have been there somewhere. Um, that was weird. That was so that's that's messed up. That's uh, but I think I I liked the first uh, the first arc way more than I liked the second arc. Um, you mean until five? 
Yeah. What do you mean basically. by arc? Yeah, yeah, five, yeah, was yeah, a, five, yeah. five was the thing you wanted to watch. Uh, That's the for sure. But like even those first couple of episodes, I just even as slow as they were, the what was happening and the plot of getting to the other galaxy and stuff like that, like that was yeah. it. I think it was more entertaining than once they got there. That other galaxy just was kind of a snooze fest. Um, yeah, well, and, it's like a desert planet, essentially. Yeah, yeah. It was like just weird spacing <laughs> and weird timing and weird thing. And With like there was, there was some decent action. Um, that part wasn't the that part wasn't a bad part, but the, some of the rest of the pacing was weird. I I I know they can't. It's not animated, so they can't do more Night Sister. Uh, stuff, but the night the night sister oh, mothers should have been so good. They should have done a little bit more. They just kind of were like, fuck, fuck yeah. They, their magic should have been fucking shit up. Their plot devices. It should have been. It should have been a real like threat. Nope. <laughs> they were more like. Oh they were like human. They were just tracking things. Yes. Human <laughs> GPS. They were human brain. That was it. That was all. There's no. <laughs> They're like we I triangulated the thing. <laughs> I don't like that. Now we can kill them. So, uh, so yeah. So, in in summary, there was there was a lot of good. Um, getting to see these characters in live action, I don't have any problem with, except Sabine. But uh, the but the rest of them felt really good, and I liked I liked seeing that, and even these with these new people playing them, like they still did a good job. Uh, it's it which. Then it makes Sabine even like more of a mystery of how we're here. Like I, I think I said this to you slightly, uh, Eming is like, is do we have? Should I be blaming Filoni's direction of Sabine more than the actress? Um, I and I just don't. I don't know. Like it. It, it reminds me of everyone was like. For all of us, uh, myself included, were kind of hating on Hayden Christensen for a long time, and till like more mm. more news kind of explained how like honestly maybe we should have been blaming George Lucas more over that time, which makes way more sense. And oh, okay, yeah, I see what you're I, saying. Yeah, I think the one thing that I really appreciate about this series was that it gave more context to the um, through. Sorry for the for the films that we had to experience for one, two, and three, because um, I mean I would essentially what he did for for episode five. I would love to see a live action Clone Wars just based on that version of Clone Wars. I think it would be really amazing. Granted, it was a small segment; it wasn't long, but it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I want to watch that. If it were a song, I would play it like ten more times. Yeah, it was, um, that was the best episode for sure. It was, it was so beautifully done, and I, and and I think he intentionally was trying to bridge that gap between, like, you know, they again we never saw them in live action together. That's like a big sure. fucking plot hole in this whole series. Like, where the fuck was Ahsoka? And of course, they don't actually answer this question, but they do bring her into that scene, um, and it really, it, and then at the same time, you're like, you're. You're there. You're reflecting on the actions of a man that did something horrible, um, and how his transition, even in whatever state she's seeing him in, it's like he's both sides. He's Vader and he's Anakin, and and even you can see there's a moment where like she kind of Soka kind of asks him a question, and Anakin gets really defensive, and I, and I asked Ray, I'm like, 
do you think he feels bad <laughs> now <laughs> looking looking back on his actions as whatever he is in this moment um because it just seemed like he didn't want to talk about it like he was like ugh, like let's not discuss that like i'm done and then it was yeah i it's just it, it kind of brought a whole discussion of like how much as a like a forest ghost like how does he see himself now um and there are a couple things that make me think that he doesn't see himself as a sith but um it just it just brought another dimension of like you know when you giving more context to his emotional choices and actions when he was alive and how that reflected back with Ahsoka when he, when she actually got to like you know live out certain relive out certain parts of her time with him and what that meant to her and to him and what that meant for her in the future what was to come because it, it it that was that was the other best part of the show was just them them touching on her and Anakin um, mm-hmm. and just their relationship and how what who he was as her master despite who he became later but who he specifically was as her master and how that has formed how she you know, is going to take care of her apprentice and have a relationship with her apprentice uh, and keep the Jedi thing going. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, 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 have, I have thoughts on what they're doing with Sabine too, and I just okay. need them to... I need them to pick a lane and, like, just, just move it. Like, let her... I, it, oh, my gosh. But, um, well, the thing that the is really curious is, like... <laughs> Sega, I missed that. Actually. I was he like, but the, the merchandise. It's <laughs> like I have a question. <laughs> uh, yeah, they do need to sell merchandise. Is is definitely true. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that the biggest question that they still have they, that they I don't know if they're going to answer is Ray Stevenson's character going to get recast? Are they going to put all that storyline on Shin? Um, what what? is going on with this planet because those Ooh. force gods from that random ass episode of uh, the random ass arc from Clone Wars are referenced in the very end of this. So like uh, what what are they going to do with the force gods? How are they going to use this? What is uh, How are they going to not confuse more people? Because those force gods were pretty damn confusing and I was watching Clone Wars. <laughs> most of what was going down in that episode series was uh, a little out there for anybody. So um, damn, I am curious where they're where they're going to go with that and uh, how well they're going to use Thrawn in the beginning of the season to show how scary he is. Uh, because I feel like to an extent, like we knew where this this first season was going to go, like. If they're gonna, if they're doing all this stuff in between episode six and seven, the first order have to exist somehow. So like, mm. Thrawn kind of had had to come back by the end of this. So, uh, how are they gonna use this in a cool enough way to like make him scary again? I need to see because uh, right now, not not cutting it. Yeah, I mean, I know we in the Mandalorian they talked about there being that that secret splinter cell of Imperial yeah. agents who are like infiltrating. And so we got to have, I mean, we're probably going to wind up having another cross episode of Mandalorian, Ahsoka and people, Boba Fett, where they like explain all of them. Ooh. I heard that too. I heard that is what they're building. Like that is 
Favreau's and Anne Filoni's plan. I think Disney is still honestly like, that could mean a lot that. for them. Because they're doing like a Marvel, they're basically doing a Marvel timeline with the shows building up to like an Avenger movie, which is basically a big crossover event movie. And that's why I was like, is it going to be Jedi and Mandalorians together fighting? Because I mean, that would be sell merchandise. why they just should recast Luke Skywalker. Because then it would that part, it would yes, just be cool yes. to have a bunch of fucking Jedi. <laughs> Yes. Luke <laughs> and Ezra and Ahsoka and Sabine. So I was like, and that's true. Grogu. How are you doing? Well, how Luke? are we gonna get? Keep alive. Oh, never mind. Spoiler. <laughs> never mind. Forget it. Uh, what? Well, but and, and also, I think it's important to name that, like, if they were to pull this off, I think Disney Plus is trying to make a lot of things work. They're already increasing their subscription rate. They are trying to justify existing and if they can pull off like hey we did a streaming series that led to a movie externally that led to these numbers hey this 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 whole thing is is worth it we can we can justify keeping this going so i think this is going to be an, an experiment to see if like great we're gonna we're gonna do the series and we're gonna put it in theaters and we're gonna see what kind of magic we can we can pull out of this yeah my only question is, this might be a little too early, but was there any like points throughout this whole series that could have foreshadowed or like hint towards episodes, uh, uh, the basically the the sequel mo- uh, movies? Because I I've been on Twitter, they were saying like I am very curious of the show as a whole if that was going to introduce any ideas that will lead towards basically. Ray and Finn's uh, world in the future. Not right now. Oh, you think there's not going to be? Okay. It's, it's, they're staying clear yet. of that. <laughs> not in this they're staying season. real clear of that. It's it's I don't think it's worth it even connecting it, honestly. I don't but think they're like, I think that's it. what they're going to try to do. They're going to have to justify those movies eventually. I mean, it's on Disney Plus, and if you want people to, to. What do you mean, ju- by justify? Justify in what way? Well, I meant as far as like the reason why they're having all these shows is they're trying to create more. Uh, content during a big period of time of how we got from the prequels to the sequels you have all this content that we can just dive and make money from eventually you're going to have to catch up to where you're going to tie those sequels to the tv show somehow otherwise the sequels don't exist in my in my honest opinion you know so whether they, that's they building up towards tie into them just because that's what they've they've always chosen to do in star wars there's <laughs> They've basically explained the whole three to four timeline at this point. Like, um, right. uh, so because we have we have TV shows that exist right at the end of three. Uh, we have TV shows that exist in the middle of that time. We have TV shows slash movies that are right before episode four. Um, so like they filled out that time period. And I agree they're filling out this time period. We're gonna get there eventually. Thrawn is definitely a step in that direction, but it's not mm-hmm. outwardly it's not an outward step in that direction currently. Not yet. I'm just curious. Knowing that there have been talks about, oh, we're making a new Star Wars movie with Ray again. And I'm like, how? How? You didn't explain anything in those three movies. Why? So I was just curious if that meant as far as these types of shows, they're going to take more time to start padding the background so that when we get to the movie, they can be like, oh, remember that show? So I guess it's just a little too early. Just yet. Yeah, see. You know, they're still working on the High Republic, so I mean, they got a lot of 
a that's lot true. of things to spread out with. So the acolyte, we're, and then there's still we're have gonna the skeleton. We we know that Marvel definitely we've, we've had our our Marvel consumption capacity for a while, and Star Wars have is definitely about to be in that, that same, have in that same way in a minute. I'm the biggest Marvel fan here, and I'm like, I quit, y'all. I'm done. I. But hey, let's get into it. Uh, well, that, but I'm gonna uh, as we transition that I'm gonna say this 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 as uh, Ahsoka for me was the point of am I at my Star Wars consumption capacity? Going into this because Mandalorian has been an up and down roller coaster ride of sometimes I'm down, sometimes I'm like, what am I watching? Um, and Andor gave me faith again. Uh, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so then you know everyone was like ah Andor was good so Ahsoka's gotta be great and I was like I don't know if that's true yet and so I will end this section by wrapping up and saying that I'm not I'm not completely sold Uh, I think Ahsoka did enough good and the stuff that I wanted a lot of the stuff that I like about Star Wars was there Uh, the world mm-hmm. building was strong the characterization of a lot of these characters is really cool Uh, I got I got some cool lightsaber fights. Um, just you know, I like the the music was Hell pretty yeah. solid. Just like stuff like that uh, uh, was good, but there was still some Mandalorian signs. Uh, the biggest mm-hmm. of which being the pacing and the like chop up of the storytelling in a way where it's like it's still a six hour movie cut into parts. You know, uh, yeah. so. I'm tired of that. And if the next thing is that, I I actually am just not even going to watch anything until the whole thing is out. I experimented with Ahsoka. I watched up to episode five, and I just stayed radio silent off of Star Wars things until eight came out to see if I could get away with it, and I didn't get any spoilers. So next Star Wars property, if it comes out and it's not Andor pacing, where like it's like three episode blocks at a time that like of a story, um, I'm out to the end. Uh Damn. Yeah. So, so Ray, <laughs> do you feel like having watched, you know, the the other series for um, um, the animated series and this, do you feel like it's now like a closed bracket? Like you can just look at what happened in this and then what happened then and it'd be like, that's it. <laughs> like, do we need more storytelling about this time or do you think it needs? Um. Because they still haven't really explained where the first order came from, I think until mm. they do that, it's mm. not it's not a closed bracket. Mm. Um, uh, so, but I like I don't need it, like because I don't really <laughs> care about the franchise. So, like uh, those sequel mm. movies. So, like if they stopped now and just moved away from the entire one through nine trilogy entirely, I would still mm-hmm. be pretty down with that. Um, mm-hmm. But do I still like? You know, do I still like Hera, and do I want to see Ezra run around with a lightsaber again, and you know, and stuff like this? Like, of course, like I, I like these characters, and um, so I like it, they're gonna get me to come back for a Soka season two, but I, I, it, that the just, just I, I'm reaching Star Wars capacity. Also, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna turn on Andor. Because, and like I said, Andor was the one to give me faith again. I'm going to turn that on immediately. But like some of these other shows that you're talking about, I'm, I'm probably waiting. Which is what I wanted to do with this great show that just started in season two called Loki. <laughs> oh, 
was a nice segue. Uh, I wanted to wait, and I was in a room with people that wanted to watch the first episode, and I I wasn't going to be the I wasn't going to be the buzzkill. So I I watched the first episode of Loki, as I think most of you have seen. Uh, no, I, 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 I use this time just to. I wanted to hear why I should watch it because I at this moment I'm like I'm done. Like even with Loki, Secret Invasion just destroyed me. So I'm like, tell me why I should watch uh, Loki or should I wait? Something uh, a friend of mine said is that uh, one of the reasons why Loki seems to be one of the better ones is because it is shorter. Uh, okay. Like it kind of mm-hmm. gets to, it. It has less time, so it kind of gets to the point better. But if I'm being fair. It was the same length of episodes as Secret Invasion, which we all know how we felt about that one. Um, so that was trash uh, for the listeners that missed that episode. Secret Invasion was yeah. trash. So um, is Loki season two going to be uh, decent as the first season was? Decent to good? Uh, right. Or is it going to be trash? Honestly, hard to tell. Not much happens in this first mm-hmm. episode. Um, mm-hmm. Like you're kind of just as confused about what happened at the end of season Nothing one by the end of the mm-hmm. first but, episode. Like I'm just I'm like okay, there was a lot of pretty things that happened, and there was a plot to like get you know Loki to a point so that we can start the season. But it almost felt like mm-hmm. uh, episode zero. Uh, oh, hundred like, percent. So, oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> I don't really actually know what else there is to say about, except uh, uh, Kei Kwan. Am I saying his name right? Uh, the guy, uh, yes, Wayman from. He's so cute. Uh, yeah, I love him. That's yeah, right. We're all at once. Adorable. Like he's he's right that fucking wave, my boy. He's, he's one right that wave. Uh, he's still Aww, the best. I man, do I, I? I am sad that we live in a world that because Hollywood was so hard on Asian actors, we lost this man for as long as we did because he's just mm-hmm. such a joy to watch. Like, it, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's so wonderful. Um, so, God, I, that, yeah, so great. The great choice bringing him in. Uh, the rest of that show, I don't, re- I don't really understand what happened other than they gave me something in time travel that I don't think I've ever seen them do. Uh, which is the uh, like I, I like time travel inception, like mm-hmm. you got the real t- you got the real time watch someone go back in time, have a conversation with someone, and the person mm. be like, "Oh shit, I do remember that thing happening." Oh, that's and, like, cool. And that part was that part was funny uh, and kind of sounds cool. cool. Never okay. seen a time oh, travel. I built it right here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did build a thing. <laughs> yeah, like you like you like actually real time watched uh you know back to the future happen. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, cool. I, I think like Ray's saying, I think it definitely is a it's an episode zero. Like <laughs> For sure. it starts off where we left <laughs> off and the entire time every character is confused. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on either. We got to try some things. I'm going to do this. I'm going to try that. Is it going to work? I don't know. We're going to see. It's very much like, hey, we're all very confused. It's happening right now. And we'll see what we, you know, what we can do about it. Right. Um, I mean, it could be they didn't want to, you know, they wanted to have everyone kind of have like a soft entryway into it. It felt like a, it felt like, like the recap never ended. It just, it just was the entire episode. It's almost like That's a, a good way of putting it. Let's just it. keep the recap going. Let's just tie together all these old loose ends. You remember that thing happened? That thing happened? It is like a very long recap. I mean, 
Olsen is great. Love that we got to see him again. Love that we got to see Wumi back again in this as well. Um, but it is very much they were trying to kind of like establish a foundation for this season of, hey, here's what we know is happening. Let's put all the pieces in place. Um, the hunters are about to split off and do something very much different than what they were doing in the last season. Um, General Docs, played by Katie Dickey, is continually is continue to be that weird Oedipus mom that she was in Game of Thrones again with these characters. Oh no! I swear to God, at some point she took so she took like one of the guy's head and like put up against her head, and I'm like, "Ma'am, you gotta stop being weird with these people." <laughs> Every time I see you act, you're being weird with your like faux son, like your real son. It's always real awkward. Everyone also is staring at you as she was doing it, just like, "Hey, hey, we'll figure it out." Just forehead to forehead, we're gonna figure it out, okay? It's gonna be okay. So this other gross. grown man, and it's like Jesus. Yeah, everyone's like, you see this? You see this weird <laughs> shit happening over there. <laughs> and then they just go off on an adventure with just the, and like I think they're hinting at the hunters are going to be doing something very different involving Sylvie to solve an issue. There, p- people are going to try to solve like the timeline issue in potentially two to three different ways, and the hunters are going to try to solve it by violence and going that way and loki is trying to figure out like great what can i do as the new good guy who's no longer a bad guy but is very much now a full good guy like what's the what's the good guy path i can take to like save the world and Mobius wants to help him out and we'll see what that looks like we'll see if we get a chance to see jonathan majors pop back up again we only saw him in statue form um, and we only Heard saw him voice. in flashback form in a couple of his lines. Yeah, we, oh, yeah, yeah, we did, did hear his voice. It was creepy mm. as hell. But they very much were like not giving us like like he didn't have a scene of like, hey, I'm I'm here doing a thing. So I'm I am wondering how many episodes in before we see him or one of his variants. So that's mm-hmm. going to be interesting. It's going to be episode two, episode three. Let's see. I feel like I need to wait. Yes. Watch like three episodes at a time. Uh, just, just okay. I think sure. I was going to do that if I was interested, but I, yeah. I I was curious if it was worth the watch. If it is, then I'll just wait till it's done. Um, knowing that oh, only if six it episodes. Runs, okay, six episodes. So that's why I was like, wait, the first episode is an episode zero, and then there's five more. Mm-hmm. I don't like how that time is not being used, but okay. We will wait. Yo, that's see. a valid critique. I like how the time's being used. Because <laughs> literally, you only have five more episodes to go. That's, and you know what Disney does. Let's just rapidly get to the point. Let's keep going. We got to go fast. Disney needs to stop doing that's, that. Like, mm. hey. You lose people that way. Hey. And on top of your passcode cracking skills, raising the price, you're not like getting away from this weird formula of like, oh, we only have a handful of episodes. We're going to use about a third of them to just fill things up or be a recap. And then another three will just have everything that people like. And I'm like, you're wasting so much. Just wasting so much. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Check that out on Disney+. Plus. Hope to see great things. Um, I am curious if this is going to show anything leading up to the Marvels, because that does come out next month in theaters. Yeah, that's why I was like, I'm out. I'm so behind on all these new Marvel things that are coming out. I forgot they're still doing movies. Oh, God. What's happening? I don't know. Marvel movies. It's soon. It is soon. (laughs) It it, it is on the soon side. 
thought and, it was December. But maybe you know, Marvel is still trying to get their hits in, and so having this, this is like their last show of yeah. the year, and that November is their last I mean, 10th. Oh, November 10th. Yeah, November oh, 10th. Marvel's from now. Oh, oh. November 10th. Season two of What If is in December. Oh my god. That's right. That's the only Marvel thing I'm looking forward to. That's right. The What If. You're not looking forward to X Men '97. That's next year, I thought. It's early 2024. So I will be ready, but I'm waiting for us to be aligned with that so that we can be like, okay, we're all going to watch this first episode. We're going to see if it's worth keep, like, should we wait to watch it or should we watch every episode like we did when we were kids? Um, because they are bringing the OG game as far as like the, the animation and everything. I am very curious for that show. That is actually on my 2024 like watch list of like, I have to see it, even if it's bad type show. Okay. It's X Men. It is X Men. Yeah. I, I mean, we went through a that lot, you guys. Let's not go down that road on the, that discussion of the X Men movies, but it's animated and it's TV. So good, good, good vibes. Hopefully. Um, yeah. Is there anything else we want to include on the docket before we take off? okay cool well thank you guys for all the topics that we discussed today listeners thank you for choosing our show as the show of your day if you like this episode and want to hear more don't forget to subscribe to our social media which is on facebook instagram twitter and of course geekforcepodcast.com that being said stay cool stay healthy and geek on This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.